Hi, friend. My name is Amy Joy, and this is the Make Prayer Beautiful podcast. I've been thinking a lot lately about how prayers don't have an expiration date. And one of the stories that I love about this topic is how in the early 2000s, Bob Perry had come back from being a missionary um, to Latvia for 11 and a half years. And he was in Nashville and he was trying to establish the Nashville House of Prayer. And he describes that season just driving around Nashville in horrible beater cars. You know, I think thankful that he had vehicles, but, you know, in retrospect, sort of like, oh, that was kind of a rough go. And he was trying to be really faithful to Mike Bickle's um, idea of how to make a house of prayer work. And so he tried to mobilize. And so he would drive all over um, the greater Nashville area, going from Manchester, which was maybe an hour, hour and a half south, and up to Hendersonville in the north, and just all over having prayer meetings, going and speaking at churches about why prayer is important doing whatever he could to raise awareness and to gather in volunteers and worship leaders and all of the different things necessary to try to make a house of prayer work. And, you know, I think he gave it his all and he was really faithful in prayer, but in the end, it just didn't stick. You know, it was like, I think it ended with different smaller groups of prayer. Maybe the Manchester group continues to this day to pray, or there's the Franklin Prayer House. And these are beautiful expressions of prayer, but there wasn't the unified, this is what we really have um, a, a lot of energy and passion behind. And so that door, that chapter of his life kind of closed and he moved on. But what's interesting to me is in 2020, some people had this vision to have a pure river at the Ryman. And the Ryman is this historic um, theater. And of course, in 2020 with COVID, there weren't actually concerts being given there. And so somebody had the idea to have two days, 12 hours a day for those two days of um, prayer and concerts, worship, performed out of the Ryman. And so there was a prayer room in the back, and then there was the people worshiping in the front. And, you know, not very many people were allowed to even be on site just because of the COVID restrictions. And before this happened, Bob agreed to lead 21 days of prayer for this event. And as one of his people that he mentors, he was like, okay, Amy, you can be on these calls too if you want. You don't have to, but you're welcome to. And internally, I was like, first of all, I have very little vision for entertainment. I'm not that into it. Second, if I was going to pray, I don't know that I would be praying about this thing. That seems kind of superfluous and a little bit trivial and kind of silly. But I do love Bob. And so I was like, okay, fine, I'll be on. And so I was on, not necessarily with good grace, but I was on. And then finally, the 21 days finished and we could go back to our normal lives for that half hour. And 
life was good. That was all that I really thought about from that event. And it wasn't until the following July that I heard the second part of the story, which was that in the prayer room, while the Pure River was going on, one of the businesswomen who was back there had a vision. And she said, I had asked the Lord my whole life for a vision of him. And then I had it. And the upshot of that vision was that she decided to start a house of prayer there in Nashville. And over the next few months, the different pieces fell into place. The, the location, the team, the financing, the fundraisers. And because it wasn't just Bob on his own, but there was a combination of a local pastor and um, the businesswoman and a another prayer leader with Bob then as kind of a director or um, overseer or just general advisor is probably the right word. But because, as Bob said, I'd always thought that to make it work, it would need to have the pastor, the prayer, and the business communities um, connected. Those are the three pieces that finally came together. And it took a decade, but in the end, it happened. And so I think I really just want to impart to you that sense that prayers don't have an expiration date and that all of those prayers that Bob prayed 10 years ago, or maybe now more like 15 years ago, that those came to pass, not in the way that he expected, but that the region itself is being awakened to pray. And so Lord Jesus, you said that we ought always to pray and not give up. And so I'm asking, Lord, that you would give us the ability to believe you at your word, that we ought always to pray and not give up. And so give us a backbone of steel that we would be able to pray and give us a heart that is open to you, that is filled with hope, that goes forward with eager expectation that there is more, that you have more for us and that you are exalted in your precious name, Jesus. Amen.